Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Charged Up Studio. This is Dana Olivo with Marketatomy LLC and chargedupstudio.live. Uh, today, we are welcoming one of our government officials here, which we're always excited to have some of them join us on Charged Up Studio. We have Katrina Scarborough, who is the property appraiser for Osceola County in, in Central Florida. Katrina has dedicated 35 years of her life to public service, and she's well-respected within the community. She also serves or served as the chief of staff for two years prior to being elected uh, in her current position. She is a certified property appraiser, certified Catastralist? What Cadastral, is Cadastralist. It's a map, um, a, a map maker. Okay, okay. And a master map maker in Florida. Oh, like I said, it's always a pleasure to be able to welcome some of our government officials here. So welcome, Katrina. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Yes, no, definitely, definitely. So today's show is going to take a little bit of a turn um, as we, as all my listeners know, they are all primarily small micro business owners who um, tune into Charged Up Studio to kind of get questions answered, uh, kind of get insight on uh, issues and, and things that are going to affect their business. And one of the things that we were talking about is how does the government how did they integrate into the business, especially on the property appraiser side? Okay. And we talked about commercial and tangible property, right? So when it comes to commercial businesses, what is the role of the property appraiser? Okay. So my role as a property appraiser is to assess all property, uh, real and tangible for tax purposes. So we're the, re we're the ones who create the value um, that your taxes are based on. So for a commercial property, if you own the property where your commercial business is located, then your property taxes are based on the value that my staff has placed on that property. Um, if you do not own the property and say you're leasing um, in a strip center, then I'm also uh, charged with assessing the tangible property, which would be all your business equipment within your offices or retail space, what, whatever it should be. So we are responsible for the value that's placed on that um, and in turn, the taxes on your tangible. So those would be the two main roles that my office plays in dealing with pro uh, commercial property. Okay, so let's say that um, you know I'm getting ready to sell my business, okay? Mm -hmm. And there's a total price for the business, which includes the property and the assets that are included in it and things like that. You don't base the taxes on the revenue necessarily, but just on the tangible aspects, which is the land and equipment and things like that. It depends on what type of business it is. Okay. So for instance, um, if, you're, if you have an office um, and you own an office building, then it is based on what a similar type of office building is selling for. But say you're a hotel owner, then we're going to base it on the income that that hotel, because when you're purchasing the property, a hotel, right. for instance, you're purchasing for the income stream that you're looking to make 
um, which is not always what you're looking for for the commercial building. I mean, you're looking for the rentals or whatever. Um, so it really depends on what type of property it is. Um, I'm assuming that we're we're talking to mainly small business owners. Small so business owners, yeah. It's going yeah. to be based on what the properties are selling for. Now, for the assets, meaning like the, the business equipment. And when I say business equipment, I'm talking, you know, desks, computers. Um, if you, I, I'll just use Walgreens as an example, the shelving within a Walgreens. Um, I'm not saying a small business would have that, but just for conversation's sake. Then we're going to base the value on, Again, sales. What what is that property worth out in the open market? Okay, okay. So that leads me to my next question: Is what are some of the tax implications that business owners should take into consideration when they're looking to purchase property for their business? So, if they're looking to uh, purchase the property, put a commercial business business or a, a business that's already existing, I would come to my website and look at the value that we've placed on it. Um, you can also request reports from my office, seeing what similar properties are selling for, because you're gonna wanna know what your taxes are. That's a big uh, expense as a business owner is what are my taxes going to be? So my office would be able to let you know what's the value we've placed on it, um, similar properties, what they are. You can also access the tax collector's office to see what the taxes have been uh, historically so that you can kind of base what what you're going to expect. And also I suggest um, just because I've been doing this my whole adult life is mm -hmm. to contact my staff and have a conversation because if you're more informed prior to purchasing the property, you're going to make a better educated decision on whether you really can afford um, what you're taking on. Now, as far as tangible with the assets, we cannot give you the breakdown. That is a confidential information, but we can tell you the value that's been placed on the tangible equipment. You would have to actually get that information directly from um, the asset owner. Yeah. Um, right. Because when you file a tangible return, the information that's on that return is confidential. And I cannot release that information to just anyone. I can only release it to the property right. owner. Um, right. Again, talk to that property owner to get the value you can always contact the office. We can give you an account number so that you can, um, and we can give you the overall value that we placed on it so that you can look at the tax collector's office and historically see what the taxes are. But taxes are a big, big expense. And um, as a new buyer, that would be a suggestion that, that I would give is, is look at what those taxes are going to be because you don't want to buy a piece of property and then find out later that your taxes are, you know, $5,000 and it was not an expense that you were planning on. So um, right. just, just right. have the conversations. My staff is here to yeah. answer any questions that a potential a business owner has. Well, and that, and that leads me to a couple of other questions. Okay. First of all, when we talk about the tax, uh, the taxes on what you assess the property as, right. Mm -hmm. It may not be the same thing as what the market price is. Correct. Okay, Correct. so they are actually paying what you've assessed the property at. Okay, Correct. so therefore they may purchase it for more, but their mm -hmm. taxes. Okay, I want yes. to clear that up in case anybody has any questions. Yes, most of the time, most of the time, my value is going to be lower because I have to take an average of all. So I look at all the sales of similar properties. So right. say you've got a, a, a commercial, um, a 
again, I'll say office building, and we're going to look at similar types of buildings and what all of the sales are, and we're going to average them out. So I can't take a sale and go, okay, that's what I'm going to assess this property for. And then I'm going to assess this one for what it sold for. I've got to do the average of all. So we are, okay. most of the time, we are going to be lower than what the market says. Right, right. And that's typical. That's typical yes. in residential and commercial. You yes. Know. yes. Um, and then the other question was, um, these taxes, are they billed monthly, quarterly, annually? What can business owners expect? So the taxes are annual. The bill goes out in November. Okay. Um, I do believe as um, a property owner, you can get onto a quarterly payment plan, but that okay. you would have to do through the tax collector's office. Right. Um, there is a notice that my office sends out in August. It's called the TRIM notice, which stands for truth and millage. And this notice tells you the value that I placed on the property um, exemptions that would apply, obviously that would be for residential and then what your proposed taxes would be. So that's out, it, that comes out in, uh, in August for a property owner. And then the bill comes out in November, uh, but it okay. is an annual bill. Okay. Okay. So, um, what, what are some of the benefits or, or advantages that bus businesses can take when it comes to reducing taxes? How can they reduce their taxes? So as a, uh, for the real property, if you own the property, the building and the land, uh, there are no exemptions for business owners unless you are a nonprofit. Um, and then you have to apply for an exemption. Now, if you, um, for your business equipment, you file a tangible return and you have to file a return and then you're automatically given a $25,000 exemption, which is a value, not taxes. It's $25,000 exemption value. So say you're a small business owner, you most likely are not going to have taxes on your business equipment because if you're um, just an office, your business equipment is not going to add up to more than 25000 unless you're just a very large uh, business. But the first 25000 is exempt from taxes, but you have to file a return the very first year and then it's on there. So that's kind of like the homestead exemption. Yes, ma'am. Here in Florida. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. All right. So I know that you, um, this is not necessarily your forte, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but can you talk a little bit about what the annual licensing or zoning fees are that businesses may face each year? So if, if a business owner is interested in the fees, and I suggest before they decide to, to, jump all in to, to contact these two departments and get as much information as possible. Uh, the zoning department would be um, in either city or the county, wherever your property is located or wherever your business is located and reach out to the zoning department to first make sure that you um, legally can have your uh, business in, in on the property that you're located. And then the tax collector's office is the one who actually is, issues the business license. I, I it used to be called an occupational license. I believe it's called a business tax now. Uh, but the tax collector is one that oversees that process. And then the zoning department would be the county or either city, uh, wherever the property is located. We, as the property appraiser's office, have no jurisdiction. We don't play any role in the business um, license or tax. Uh, we just, once the business is established, is then that's when our, play, uh, our role comes in, in in assessing the properties. Hmm. It's it's a lot to take in when you're in business, especially with a small business where most of us are 
are one and two man businesses and mm -hmm. we may be working out of our house, but it's still a business. Okay? Right. And so if, if that's the case, you know, um, how does your office assess business property or equipment? If they're in a, a home, like located yeah, in a, a home, home say, say a, a very micro business working out of the home or something like that, you know. Well, we're only going to assess the home as a home because that's yeah. its primary pur purpose. Right. Mm -hmm. um, the equipment would be based on. So let me back up. We would find out about businesses through the business tax being purchased right. through the tax collector. We receive a report and then we send out a postcard to the new business owner and ask them to file a return. The tangible tax, uh, which is based on the equipment, is self-reporting. So you fill out a, a form, um, a tangible return that tells us what type of equipment you have, how much you purchased it for, the year that you purchased it. And then we take that information and we base the value on that. Um, we would not know you have a business unless you had a business license. License, and, right. Correct, right, correct. Right. So we're only going to take a look at the, the equipment that you use. And again, that's based on what you've reported. So if you use a desk and a computer and that's all you're using because you're working out of your home, which of course, most of the time, that's what people are using. You just report that on the return. We um, create an account for it. And then the first 25000 in value is exempt from taxes. Most small business owners are not going to have a tangible tax just because um, yeah, because their value is going to be. And, they don't, and it doesn't add up. Correct. Right. Correct. But they still okay. should file the return. Um, you have to file the return in order to get the exemption. Um, and, and that's interesting because, you know, um, normally as small business owners, we wouldn't be thinking about that. You know, no. we wouldn't be thinking about that at all. So, you know, this is important information that we need to, to make sure that we, you know, um, pass on these small business owners so listen up everybody <laughs> <laughs> so how are you involved when a business is sold in your area so um we have to rely on outside information um i can i can tell you that uh, we'll get the information from the tax collector's office if a new business license has come in play um if an appraiser's driving down the road and sees that a business name has changed, then we're going to start looking into it. But at the end of the day, we really have to rely on the business owner because when we send that information out every year for the return, um, you have to let us know as a business owner that you sold the business. Otherwise we're going to continue to send you that tangible return. Um, even if it's not generating taxes, um, we still show that that account exists. So it's it, most of the time we, we need to find out from business owner themselves because we're, we're going to go through as many um, files as we can and try to update them. But as the county grows, it becomes more difficult staff wise to have to go through everything and see, hey, does this business still exist? Um, because sometimes it's just boots on the ground having to go out into the right. community and see are the businesses still there. So we have to rely probably more heavily on the self-reporting of the business owner, uh, letting us know, hey, we sold this business. And they can do that either through sending the, the postcard that we send out, say, you know, sold this business and when and send it back to us, send us an email, a phone call. Um, just getting that information back to us is, would be helpful. So if I have a business 
that's got several different offices, but the main office is say in Orange County. All right. Do mm -hmm. I have to set, do I have to basically um, set up the tax reporting for each county that I'm in? Or yes. does it all fall within, within Orange County? No, it will be wherever it sits. So, for instance, um, I'll use Walgreens as another example. Exactly. Um, they are all over the state. They have to file a return for every Walgreens that's in each county because that's where it's physically located. Even if the headquarters is located um, at, in your example, in Orange County, yeah. correct. Even if the headquarters is in Orange County and then you've got sub offices in different counties, each county is separate because those those that business asset lies in that particular county. So those taxes would not be going to Orange County. They would be going to Osceola because they're technically physically sitting in Osceola County. Okay. Okay. Um, do me a favor and for my listeners, can you um, speak to the difference between tangible and intangible property? So the tangible property would be actually the, the physical assets, the, um, the desk, the computers, the shelving. Um, if you have a business equipment of any type, intangible would be like the name. The name is an intangible. I cannot assess you for the intangibles. Um, that, that's, yeah. that's not my role. Well, I'm only going to. Yeah. And I know right. in real estate, they talk about, I think it's fixed tangible and non-fixed or whatever. It's what's adhered to the, the floor. It can't right. be moved. But in this case, it's all tangible. Correct. Fixed or okay. non-fixed. Yeah, right. 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 The intangible is going to do with, say, um, a property that's owned by Marriott. The Marriott name is an intangible asset to that business. We don't okay. assess that. We're assessing the tangible part, which is what you can touch, if you will. Okay. Um, and, and the fixed assets, um, you're right, there's fixed and unfixed, but it's all under the tangible for, okay. for our purposes. Okay. All right. All right. One last question. Okay. Are there any other advice or tips? If, if, if someone was to come to you and they're starting a business, what would you recommend to them? Um, I would recommend that they talk to someone else who's in the business. Um, I will tell you one thing, valuable thing I've learned through the years is you can learn a lot from your peers, uh, yeah. especially someone who's already uh, paved the road. Uh, reach out to the government agencies wherever you lie, the cities or the county. Make sure you're in line with zoning, uh, the tax collector for the business tax. Just have lots of conversations. Um, maybe the local chambers can help you with, especially if you're a small business, on what steps you need to take. Um, just so that you educate yourself with as much information before you actually dive in because um, – you may not get all of the information up front, but the majority of it's going to help you get on the right track. Okay. All right. And I always like to ask my government officials when they're on, what drove you to get into <laughs> the position you're in? So um, I started in the office when I was still in high school. Wow. Um, I actually would go to high school in the morning and I'd come to work in the afternoon. And once I graduated, I started full time. So I just worked my way through. And back in 2000, oh my God, I think 2006, um, the previous property appraiser um, unfortunately got removed from office. 
Um, so I came in under um, Atlee Mercer as the chief of staff, and he had no interest in running. I had basically grown up in the office my whole adult life. I pretty much worked in every department. I think it was one department, the tangible department, where I didn't physically actually work. And so I thought, you know what, it's an opportunity. Um, the worst thing could happen is I lose. The best thing is I can take all of my years of experience in the office and uh, put it to good use. So, and here I am. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, no, those uh, government positions are very, very, um, and you've been in for what, 12 years? Yes, ma'am, um, I have. Um, but I was in the office for 20 years prior to that. So, I mean, oh my goodness. I'm yeah. very, very lucky. I love what I do. Okay, and a map maker. Where yes. did that come from? <laughs> so one of the jobs that I had prior to being elected was working in our mapping department, actually drawing. So you can go to my website and you can see all the maps where how the properties are laid out. Well, back when I started, and I'm dating myself for sure, um, yeah. you physically drew those maps. We had wow. big, large, miler, 36 yeah, I know what you're talking maps. about. Yeah, yeah miler, clear miler. And yeah. we would draw, physically draw the lots and the subdivisions on. And that's one of the jobs that I had. So obviously doing that job, I wanted to get certified in it. So I took several courses. I actually had to take a huge, a long, several hour um, exam and draw part of a map in order to show that I mastered the map making. And so obviously I just wanted to keep that certification because I worked really, really hard to, to get it. Yeah, so. no, definitely. <laughs> so that's where it came now from. Now it's all done with geo tracking and stuff like that. Now yes, everything's computerized now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, Katrina. And uh, can you let our listeners know if they're in Osceola County, how they can get a hold of you? Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, it's always great to try to get information out to the community. So I appreciate this. Um, you can reach the office at 407-742-5000, or you can go on the website. It is property dash appraiser.org um, and pretty much find out anything you want. If you would like to send me personally an email, my email is ksca at property dash appraiser.org. Well, that and, makes it easy. <laughs> yes. Um, and we're located at the government center at the corner of 192 and Parton Settlement. So you have several oh. ways that you can reach out to us. Well, very good. Very good. Well, that concludes our podcast episode for this week. I hope you got some, some valuable information. Um, really appreciate having Katrina on today. And that is it. This is Dana Olivo with Marketatomy LLC and Charged Up Studio. And we'll talk to you next week. And you can always reach us at info at chargedupstudio.com. You can follow us on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, and contribute to our platform on Patreon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.